Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Welcome back to this episode of another successful podcast. It is 3 p.m. in Las Vegas. I'm technically committing time theft right now because that's just how excited I am to be recording this with a very special guest today. We've got Erica638. I don't know if she wants to say underscore Erica underscore 638 on the podcast today. Erica, will you tell us your username, a fun fact about yourself, and the last time that you've pissed your pants? All right. Um, hello, Erica638 here um technically underscore um very rude of you to uh you know not uh, include that but um how's it going nice to meet y'all okay uh fun fact about myself in years and years and years of going to punk shows i finally recently got kicked out of my first one uh that was awesome it was just for crowd surfing too which is like fucking lame and boring uh because everybody else was doing it so bullshit anyways um and the last time i pissed myself um Remember how I just said in the chat that I had to go pee? You did, yeah. It's been about um, six minutes. Yeah, six minutes. Did did you piss yourself, or did I mean, did you did you like like make it to the bathroom? What what happened there? Oh, I I I, I just pissed myself. Oh, okay. The bathroom's that's okay. so that far happens. away. It's it, it's like five feet away. You know, that's that's so much work. You know. No, yeah, I totally get it. I I record so such long episodes of this podcast. Sometimes it just makes sense to just just let it all out and let it all go. It's I figured funny. I just got back from work. It was a long commute, you know. I just, eh, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. I actually was going to bring that up. So <laughs> Erica, uh, like three minutes before the, the podcast started, she texted or hit me in Discord and said, hey, I've got to pee real quick and then we can get going. And I was like, oh, crap, am I running late? But no, I mean, it was three minutes early, which I, I don't know. I know I've got male genitalia. I could piss pretty quickly. I don't know exactly what was happening, but I, I don't know. That was, a, that was a long piss. I'm not saying that it was a bad way. I'm very, very proud of you. I wish I could piss that long. That's great. It was, uh, I mean, like I said, long day at work and a uh, long commute. Yeah. yeah um, I can give you further details if you, you know, really, really want that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So whenever I make this podcast, <laughs> it's always like I want every single detail of your pissing experience. Last season, we talked about fucking canola oil and nipples and just we, we just want all the weird shit that no one actually wants to hear is what we want on this podcast. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so uh, it all started one day. No. Cool. Yeah, perfect. I, I feel like getting kicked out of a punk show. I, I don't listen to as much punk music as uh, Jean might get mad at me for that. But like, I feel like that's like exactly what you want to do at a punk show is get kicked out. I feel like that's the most punked co- punk course of action there. I uh, there's like a very stupid like level of pride to it, um, and like I I'm you know all here for like concert etiquette, and you know that applies to you know rowdy crazy shows as well. Um, I'm glad that uh, everybody that I was with was like that was fucking stupid. Like seriously. Yeah, I just I wonder what it'd be like to work at a like as a security guard at one of these punk shows when like you know you, you know shit's going down. I feel like every single night going into it, you know, like you're not ever gonna have a calm night. So, well, yeah. I've, I've briefly been a security guard myself, and uh, it's just like, hey, like just don't be an idiot, don't hurt people. Okay, go have fun, you know. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I'll bring us into overrated, underrated. So my first topic that I brought today, I've I, in the past couple seasons of doing this podcast, I've started to realize I just need to start with the controversial ones off off the top, so you guys already know what the what the fuck's going down. So oh, yeah. overrated, underrated Oreos. What's your opinion? Shit, I'm gonna go over. I think that there are too many varieties, and uh, I think that you shouldn't spend too much time fucking with a good thing. 
Um, I think that the the best thing they could have done was double stuff and then just leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually I'm going to go overrated as well, and I know this is going to piss people off, but here's the thing: I love Oreos in like like I don't know cookies and cream ice cream. Um, shit like that that like has Oreos in it. I was like, wow, this is great. But the last time that you've gotten just like an individual Oreo and eaten it, maybe it's because of the hype it gets. But I'm always like, oh my gosh, like I haven't had an Oreo in such a long time. Let's see what this like. I feel like I never come away from that like like blown away as much as disappointed. Maybe it's because I mean, like I said, I'm just hyping it up too much in my head. But I feel like for that reason, like, I, I feel like it's so, like, Oreos are so revered, especially in this community, but just in general, I feel like there's no way that it reaches that level of hype ever. So I'm going over it as well. I'll, I'll say that I, I enjoy them. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not talking shit. But who in the history of humanity has ever opted for, like, a flavor and been like, I'm going to go Oreo? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I do enjoy them, too. I have... I I have them on me right now <laughs> in my in my pantry, and it's great. Oh, I just, I, I'd, I'd like to have one right now. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not ever gonna complain about eating a good Oreo. I don't think many people will. Um, so yeah, I mean they're they're very good. But this this podcast this is about pissing people off, and I mean I I, I don't I'm not making it up when I say that I don't think they're as good as people crack them up to be. So I will go overrated on that. Well, let's uh, let's piss some people off. I love it. Sweet, perfect. Speaking of pissing people off, so what's your your first topic? All right, so I'm, uh, it was kind of hard uh, like coming up with these. Because um, I was like, oh, like I want to think of things that are like unique to me, but also like kind of universal. So if I fuck this up, my bad. But uh, I'm going to start with uh, music festivals. Mm, okay. I actually, so it's hard for me to say because I haven't been to like a true music festival yet. I've gone to like, I don't really know how to describe them, but like, like concert shows, but they have like it's just so much different in EDM where they have so many DJs that come come and show up. Um, and I've always kind of wanted to, but I've always also been told that like it's always an incredibly overrated experience because you go there and there's just so many people, and it's such a long time. I can't imagine. Uh, I mean, the longest I've done has been like six, seven hours. I can't imagine like a- like hours and a- like days of like going to see musicians and dancing and like. I, I, there's no way I could do that. So I think that I'm, I am going to go probably overrated on it. As someone that, that loves, uh, like I said, EDM, I'm into rave culture, but I, I love live music in general. And I've seen a lot of different concerts that I've just absolutely loved. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I like the simplicity of it, that you go in and you see this guy that I wanted to see, or this this group that I wanted to see, this woman that I wanted to see. Um, but like you, when you overload it, I feel like it starts to, I don't know. There's some diminishing returns there <laughs> with the amount of people that you add onto it. So I'm going to go overrated. Uh, yeah, no, pretty much copy and paste exactly what you said. Um, I think that, uh, you know, having done like full weekends and everything, it's a blast. It's kind of like uh, like St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. You do it once and then you're like, OK, I got that out of my system. I'm never fucking doing that again. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I talked last season about when the NFL draft was here in Las Vegas with Jay Tuck on his episode, and it's like, it's so cool to say that you've done it. Like, I feel like I'd love to go to people and be like, yeah, I went to, I, maybe not so much here, but like EDC's in Vegas every year. I'd love to, to tell people I went to that, or I've been to, you know, all these different music, big name music festivals. But it's really just to say that I have, you know, as, as opposed to actually going and enjoying the experience. Um, totally, so totally. yeah, I completely, completely agree there. 
Um, you know, it's, it, it, like I said, like, you know, it's kind of like, it's fun to be like, yeah, like I got kicked out of a punk show finally, you know, at the ripe young age of 30, but I don't plan on doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good thing. Probably try to get the most out of your experience and not get kicked out of it. I, I feel like yeah, maybe right. just me as a person, but I feel like I'd get so pissed if I got kicked out. Cause I'm like, bro, I paid for like th- this set amount of hours of entertainment and then just lost out on all of it. But maybe that's me being a cheapskate. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm a cheapskate. It was a cheap venue, too. So it's like, really? Like, everybody yeah. else is doing this, and I've never been kicked out of any other venue for this? Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I'm apparently still hung up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. I love that that's what you went to as, as your fun fact, too. You just, this is on your mind today. But that's good. That's what we have this like, podcast fuck for. all you! You know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, for my next overrated underrated, this is something that you actually, like you said, you were trying to find things that were universal to everyone, but they're uh, things that you you like. On on your application, you talked a little bit about horror movies. So I want to <laughs> ask, uh, horror movies, do you think those are overrated or underrated? Um, I mean, like, obviously off the top of my head, I'm going to say underrated. Um, I think that uh, there's so much cool shit going on, like, in that scene. Uh, whether it's higher budget or lower budget, you know, you name it. Um, I think that it kind of applies to really any sort of entertainment that you can think of, whether it's another genre of movie or, you know, a genre of music or TV shows, you know, anything at all. There's so much cool shit going on. And I get really, really just fucking frustrated when people are like, oh, you know, it's just the same thing. There's there's nothing going on out there. There's nothing new. There's nothing original. I hate that argument for horror, like specifically, but uh, just in general, uh, like there's so much cool shit going on. You know, there's so many like amazing things you can find. Um, and I'm again not talking about just horror. Um, if you don't, if you weren't willing to put in the effort to like look for these things, then that's on you. You know. So, yeah, like, there are, like, the big blockbusters that kind of suck, but that doesn't mean the entire, like, genre is bad. Yeah, I really like uh, that argument just because I I, I feel the same way about, like, uh, especially, I I feel like I I mentioned this in music a lot, that there's, like, I think it's hard to, people say that they hate a music genre. It's hard to genuinely hate a genre of music like that because I think especially if it's a big enough and you're not just listening to super niche, like, you know, you haven't heard of it type shit, you know, right? Like, right. So, so much, uh, rap being made so much, um, country being made. There's so much of everything being made that like, surely there's stuff in there that you do like, and it's just, um, because there's so much of it, there's a lot of stuff that's good. And there's a lot of stuff that's bad. And I'm sure that's probably the same of, of horror movies. I'm not the most cultured, uh, horror movie watcher. I, I did say this because I knew we disagree because we've been we've been agreeing too much of these first two. I I want to say overrated on horror movies, and the reason being, uh, again, this is for coming from a place where I'm not super super cultured on it. But it's not necessarily there are horror movies that I'll watch and I'll be like, wow, that's actually like genuinely kind kind of scary and like fucked up. But like the majority of them that I feel like I've seen, it hasn't been so much that. I think it's maybe just who I'm as a person. That's like I'm not really that scared of it so when you take that part out of it i think a lot of them just are like not great plots like it's just like like you're just sitting here and watching a movie that's like okay at this point i I guess there's maybe an action element but there's not like great drama it's not like great comedy because everything's focused on the the horror 
So I do like like I said, like I'm not saying that means all horror movies are bad. The ones that really stick it, like it's great. And I mean there is a lot of deep like psychology shit you can get into and like psychological uh thrillers and whatever that comes along with horror, but um for the most part, I'm gonna say as a genre, I'll go slightly over. Fuck you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um Good. definitely joking. Um, but also fuck you. Uh no, I, I think that you're that like definitely hits like a, a really good nail on the head, you know? Uh, and that's why I, I kind of like champion like lower budget, like smaller indie, you know, just, you know, stuff like that. And again, like, you know, kind of the like umbrella argument, you know, with anything, if, uh, you know, you just kind of get like the same thing, like crammed on your throat a million times, it, you're going to get sick of it. You're going to get tired of it. It's not going to have the same effect. So, we might disagree, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, the topic here is horror movies, but as as a deeper like what you're what you're speaking about right now, like I do think just in movies in general, um, I I wouldn't say all movies because there's a lot of great movies that appeal to a lot of people, but I think it's just that we have so much, I guess, data on movies in the past, and we're at an age where like there's these movies that are so formulaic because you know that these are going to hit well and appeal to a lot of people that those eventually just become like, what am I even watching at this point? I have seen this a million times before. So I agree. I mean, when you really want to look at things that are innovative or on like, like you said, small, small studios and stuff like that. Um, and, and like I said, like I fully disclose, I'm not super cultured on that. So I'd, I'd love to go in and watch more. So Dude, yeah. I, I told you, I mean, like, I don't know basically the first thing about like really any sort of like EDM or DJing, you know, um, but I figured that that would be like a good example. Cause you would be like, oh yeah, like here's a million recommendations, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Music's always going to be music is, and, uh, I, even this movies art is so subjective. It's hard to do overrated, underrated on them, but, uh, I'm running out of ideas. So that's what, it's been, it's been a lot of seasons I've been doing this. So fuck it. Oh dude. All good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I'll take my turn. This year's March madness over under. That's a really tough one because, I, as you guys all know, I love love college basketball. I've watched a lot of it, and obviously my bracket sucked this year. But all, all you know that aside, it has been a lot of um, you know great storylines, great upsets. Purdue losing, FAU making it as far as they did out of the CUSA. So I mean, it's it has been great in that sense. But I think everyone kind of knows it's been great in that sense, right? So like everyone is is gonna say like oh yeah this is a great tournament and it is a great tournament but i think there's been so many tournaments before that like yes i mean the the purdue upset to be honest i feel like that's what people are going to remember from this tournament and it is absolutely historic one of the the biggest college basketball upsets ever one of the biggest sports upsets ever i think even wouldn't be too much of a stretch to say but i think people are forgetting like upsets like this happen not not on that level but the upset Cinderella stories that happens every single tournament and I think where I start to lose it is when people are like this tournament specifically is so great that they're kind of like devaluing past tournaments and that's where it's like I I don't I don't know about that and it, it was really cool having so many low seeds in the final four for sure but it also kind of like destroyed like everyone was kind of a likable underdog UConn maybe not but like everyone was a likable underdog so it's like is anyone a likable underdog like I almost wish there was more of a villain in the final four so for those reasons, great tournament. I really did enjoy it, even though my bracket sucked and I lost a lot of money gambling from this tournament. Um, I loved it, 
but I am going to say that it was an overrated year compared to past tournaments. That's a really good answer, and I'm glad that you said all of that because, like, I'm a very casual, like, I don't follow college basketball at all. Um, but, of course, you know, I'm in a bracket, and, of course, I was placing money on all this shit. Um, it was kind of funny. Um, I remember uh, being uh, at an airport bar in Seattle flying back to Chicago and just, like, screaming at the TV at uh, Arkansas and Kansas, I think it was, uh, yeah. when Arkansas upset. Um, and I was like, oh man, like I just lost 20 bucks. And like, at the very least, like two of my friends, like their bracket is totally fucked. So like, that's funny. You know, I'm able to shit talk them now. And this dude was just just, like, had to have been like 21 year old, just like, sorry, like to me, like, I'm sorry, but like child, you know? Um, and he was just like, I just lost like four hundred dollars on this parlay and i was like you should probably learn to not gamble on these things <laughs> yeah. i would i would have like, he just started like just like screaming into his drink and i was just like hey buddy you okay he was like four hundred dollars it's like okay i'm not gonna talk to you anymore <laughs> yeah i mean i want to make it clear when, when i bet i don't put down big amounts of money especially not on parlays if you're putting 400 on a parlay i don't know what what you're doing because like i just can't imagine like i don't well, that's why I, I, was, I was just i was like you're either bullshitting me or you have not learned a very hard life lesson yet yeah i don't enjoy losing big money you know like i don't understand right. the appeal of that. i get the appeal of, i mean i do working in, in sports gambling like i do get the appeal of like okay i don't give a shit about kansas or arkansas uh, let me put a, a couple dollars on it and make it interesting. But if it's four hundred dollars and that's gonna fuck up your afternoon and you're gonna put it on a parlay, like what are you, I? I don't I don't know about that, man. Yeah, I I was just like, look, like I'm sure your mom's gonna be really upset that you pissed away her four hundred bucks, but I'm not your mom, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so for my last overrated underrated, this is another one that's been uh, controversial in the thread recently, which is where I get a lot of my inspiration from for these. But uh, would you say that pizza is overrated or underrated? You know, I'm just going to keep it simple. Uh, not overthink this. Under, pizza's beautiful. I eat it way too often. Um, I do have very strong opinions regarding Chicago pizza. Um, anybody who hasn't lived here for any extended period of time thinks that deep dish is true Chicago style. It's not. Tavern style is true Chicago pizza, and that is the best goddamn pizza on the planet. I love deep dish and I'm going to defend it, you know, until the day that I die, but it's not the true, true, like down to the fucking core Chicago style pizza. So kind of a little like side note on that question, but I'll say under and also people true Chicago style pizza is tavern style. Yeah, I think I, I've I've definitely uh, on this podcast, may, maybe a little bit intentionally. I don't know. I won't admit to anything, but I definitely have these 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 hipster opinions that I go like, okay, just not with Oreo, where I'm like, oh yeah, I know it's, it's going to pick piss people off. But with pizza, no, I honestly think I'll go with like you said, not overthinking it. I do think that it's underrated, uh, and it's hard to say that for something that gets so much hype and that's so universal. Uh, like everyone loves the whole, the whole reason it's a thing in the thread is because if you don't like pizza, it's like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like it's right. hard because everyone loves it so much, but it honestly is, does deserve the hype that it gets. It's something that's easy to eat. And I mean, what I think the, where pizza really shines is that like at its bare essentials, what is it? You know, it's bread, it's some sort of sauce. And then it's, you know, 
it, I guess it doesn't even have to be cheese, though that's psychopathic. Like, probably a cheese and whatever other toppings you want. There's so much you can do with that. That's such a blank slate. You can get different kinds of pizzas. I honestly feel like, to say that you don't like pizza, and I am calling out, uh, I, I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, but the, the one person in, this, in the thread that doesn't like pizza, I'm calling you out specifically. Um, if you don't Fuck like you. pizza, yeah. <laughs> if you don't like pizza, it's like you would just say with horror movies. It's like you're not putting the work in. There's so many different kinds of pizzas that don't even really do. like. You can get pizzas that taste nothing like one another. Like you can find something out that you like because it's such an easy, simple thing. And because of that, because of the variation aspect of it, even with how um, hyped up pizza is, I will say that it's underrated. You're a good man, Mattis. <laughs> I try sometimes. I've come a long way from literally one top ago when you said "fuck you, Mattis." So we'll. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also "fuck you," but you know, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. All fuck right. you lovingly, but oh, not like that though. Just like, like <laughs> <laughs> "fuck you, Mattis." <laughs> um, gonna go for controversy here. Okay, Nickelback. Oh, okay. Actually, you, I, I actually think Nickelback is like severely underrated i think that like so first of all i i think that there's so many people that they, they just became the joke right that so many people don't even like listen to nickel i feel like most of the people that say the nickelback sucks don't even listen to nickelback or they they have listened to like a, a few few of their songs and like they only say it because that's like the joke you know when it's sometimes it's easy i mean i don't know it's I, I say this as a somewhat of a of a shit poster myself. It's easy to like. There's gonna be times you need to compare something to a, a shitty band, and it's funny to have a universally accepted one that I could be like, oh yeah, Nickelback sucks. But um, like, I don't know for for what they are. Nickelback has first of all, like, even if Nickelback wasn't a good band, even if they were a bad band, I'd still probably say that they were underrated for the amount of shit that they get because I just it's so hard to find people that actually will genuinely say that they they like Nickelback because of the, the fucking reputation that they have online. But no, I mean, they have I, they do have songs that are legitimately good, enough that I would say that they're not even, like, a, a, a bad band that's just underrated. I think that they're a genuinely good band. Um, of course, not everything that they put out is good, and I think there's not a band out there that everything that they put out is good, but they have enough bangers. Um, I really like Saving Me. That was one of the ones that I listened to growing up. They, they've got enough bangers that... Uh, I, I, I hate to quote Gorming again, um, but on his episode of the, the podcast, he said, if your good songs bang, that's what really matters, and their good songs bang. So I'll go underrated for Nickelback. I'm going to give you a complete, colossal, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Underrated. <laughs> Nickelback fucking rules. I think that people look at Nickelback like they, sh- like they should be using Imagine Dragons in that situation. Compare, like, generic bullshit to Imagine Dragons. Leave Nickelback out of this. They rule. Yeah, exactly. Because Imagine Dragons actually is a band that is bad. (laughs) I think if we're going to choose something to dog on, like, we need something that universally... There are people that like Imagine Dragons. Unfortunately, I've known quite a few of them. Um, And that's that's not for me to say that Imagine Dragons is overrated, but... What's that? Is Imagine Dragons... I could be mistaken... Are they actually from Vegas? Oh yes, they are. I, so I, yeah, that's what I, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I I don't like like know them or anything. Like it doesn't have any significance to me. But I've lived here long enough that people talk about like, oh yeah, this group, that group is from here. So yeah, they are from from Vegas originally. Just want to say Nickelback rules and uh, stop comparing bad things to a good thing. 
That could be my soapbox, like, honestly. Yeah. Great. Well, speaking of your soapbox, how, what's your soapbox? <laughs> what, what do we want to talk about today, Erica? Obviously, as you can tell, I'm a little bit vulgar and, uh, you know, working in the service industry for so much of my career, um, you definitely get a mouth on you. Um, and I will gently admit that, you know, I'm kind of censoring myself even throughout this entire interview. But um, I love vulgarity. Like, that's my love language. Basically, my girlfriend fucking hates it. It's kind of funny. But um, I think people need to realize that there is very much a line between being vulgar and, you know, me saying like, hey, fuck you, Mattis, uh, versus like actually like, okay, you're being a bully now. Like you're being mean, like you're not being funny. I think that's something that's really become prominent to me lately. Um, and yeah, you know, my, my own personal experiences play into that. Um, I'm fully aware, you know, like you can see my face right now. Like I kind of have like five o'clock shadow, you know, I, I sound like I do whatever. Um, there's one thing to like have an understanding about my experience and, you know, crack like a little joke. Um, like that's hilarious. I love that. That's great. But it's another thing to actually like belittle somebody. And I wish that people realized that they had a responsibility to respect those boundaries and that those boundaries are going to be different for everybody. I know that like where something might cross my line might be different than where somebody, you know, it might cross somebody else's line. And as a result, like that, it's okay to respect that. You know, there's no universal, this is A and this is B. You have to learn what somebody is like. And even if like, I love communicating in a fucking hyper vulgar manner, that doesn't make it okay. If I say something that crosses a line for somebody at that point, that is entirely on me. And I wish more people realized that instead of deflecting or saying, you know, like, Oh, I'm you know, like the bullshit apologies. Like, I'm sorry that you were offended or, well, maybe you shouldn't be. No, you have to take responsibility for what you say and what you do. Even if the attention isn't negative, you're still, that's still the message that you're sending. And I just wish more people took responsibility for what they say and what they do. And that's been like a really, really good, like self-reflective lesson for me. It is just, I feel like I'm talking to my therapist right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the entire free talk thread is going to hear your therapy session. So I <laughs> hope you're okay with that. Oh, uh, please. That's fine. Um, they haven't heard enough from me already. Jesus. But like, as much as I love communicating in a certain way, I have to take responsibility for the way that I communicate. And I wish that other people wouldn't be defensive if somebody said, hey, like, I'm not cool with this. You know, like, different people have different lines. Respect that. I guess so, that's, that's kind of my, my soapbox is, uh, you know, just be respectful of other people. and. Uh, <laughs> You know, you, there's there's a difference between joking and there's a difference between bullying, I guess. Yeah. So I, I um, there's a lot of different things that you said, and one of them about uh, just vulgarity in general. I'm a very you wouldn't really probably be able to tell from my online persona, but maybe from listening to podcasts, I'm a very philosophical person. I like to think of things like 
I, I don't know, like uh, taking out a lot of emotion from them and being like, okay, why do we do this? And what I, I also, you guys also probably know, I grew up pretty religious and it took a long Same time. Before, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people probably, probably did. And especially, um, this isn't true of every religion, but for me, like a lot of vulgarity was, was very strongly discouraged. So it took a long time. All my friends were, were in school, you know, uh, saying the shit they learned on South Park and all the all the all, the, all the, the swear words, and it took me a long time before I actually got to that point where I was comfortable with it. Um, and when I did, I kind of was like, "Well, look, I mean, I'm if I'm saying fuck, you know, it's getting people laughing. Like, I don't think there's anything like inherently wrong with that." And um, I'm 23 years old, right? I shouldn't be teaching a parenting lesson right now, but I, I've always been like, "Why are we teaching kids like to uh, like avoid these words?" Because like. I get it. Like you want to be respectful of the people, and even in professional settings, like I don't know, I've I, I've had you know drop fucking f bombs with my boss. My boss has first. I don't want to like say that I was starting it. Like it's not like un super unprofessional these days. And I, what I've come down to is it's not necessarily the words as much as how how they're used. Like like you said, saying a good old good old fuck you, Mattis. Good old fuck you, Erica. Like <laughs> that's not the end of the world. But it's like you can really use that to create things that are harmful. So I think a lot of uh, parents out there, and again, like I <laughs> shouldn't be teaching parenting, but I think a lot of parents are, are like kind of missing the point with how they're, they're teaching communications and language and saying like, Oh yeah, you should avoid this because it could lead to this, you know, kind of like similarly to like, like people say with drugs and like, like, yeah, don't do weed. Cause then you're going to get addicted to heroin. You know, I'm not, I'm not going right, to right. marijuana, but like, what we really should be teaching kids is is how to use their discretion and on, on what you, what you're talking about more in your your broader theme about like yeah being respectful of other people and I, as someone that I've always been been passionate about comedy and even in my younger years sometimes it's unintentional um, but I feel like everyone's probably had times um, again I'm not saying like up there making saying slurs and shit because I'm sure not everyone does that but like everyone uh, has that like that like that shit's never funny you know yeah yeah of course. But like there are times that you're you're making jokes and having a good time and you can tell like you've accidentally gone too far and hurt someone's feelings. I've had that that happen, especially in my younger years. I've had that happen before. And it's just the it Same just eats, eats me inside. You know, <laughs> whenever I think back at those times, um, there was a long time I was like, I don't want to to I try to make it in comedy because like I have hurt people before doing it. And like it, maybe I'm making people laugh and maybe you know, I'm, I'm bringing good into the world, but it like actually genuinely like hurt me. I was like, I don't want to be that kind of person that that's hurting other people. I was just going to say, I think that that's, you know, kind of like what separates you from, you know, kind of like the general, you know, type of person that I'm talking about is taking responsibility for, Oh, like I don't want to cross that line. Yeah. And I guess that's what I'm saying is it's hard for me to understand anyone being that kind of person that like, if you're if you want to be funny, if you really break down what that is, and like you're wanting to make other people laugh, why are you also wanting to hurt? Like it, it, it's in my mind, those are like incompatible things. Which I know that's not as true uh, for everyone else, but like, yeah, it's it's really really sad these days what is um, been deemed as acceptable. And I, even in past years, I think maybe we're we're getting better about using less sensitive language. But the thing is, like. You know, the, the these kinds of people are always going to exist, and it's always going to it's it's hard to uh, eliminate that entirely, and it, it it really is a shame. But I don't know for the future generations. I guess what I'm pushing is as, as a parent, like instead of teaching kids 
you know, not to swear, teach kids empathy, which I mean, hopefully is something that, that parents are teaching anyway. But um, yeah, how to like care about more than than just yourself in any given situation and to think about like, you know, yes, I mean, you need to need to value yourself, but you need to value the people around you too, um, on just the same sort of level that you value yourself. And making sure that everyone's okay in a certain situation. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, also, people are just going to fucking hate you if you're an asshole. It's, that's a lonely existence. So even if you wanted exactly, to yeah. that, like, even if you wanted to have a selfish motive, like, it should be so you can have friends. Don't be an asshole. Just realize that how you communicate and how you joke with somebody is, it's relative to the individual. And it's up to you to take responsibility if you do even unintentionally cause that person harm. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, if you take any sort of, uh, I don't know, communication, public speaking, those kinds of classes, they, they talk to you about um, like the, the, the process of communication, the cycle of communication, what that is. And it's, um, you know, you have a sender and receiver. It's always, you know, if the receiver, the message that the, the receiver is receiving, that's not on them. It's the sender that's responsible for saying things that are, aren't going to be taken the wrong way so like you said with apologies and saying like oh yeah i'm sorry you got offended like no like that's not how that works they're like this person like take responsibility yeah. yeah exactly exactly uh yeah i'd say that's uh pretty much ultimately my soapbox uh, i was a little uh scatterbrained and i apologize um but uh hopefully i kind of got a decent message across <laughs> yeah cool I have liked, um, in general, since the first season of this podcast, the soapbox has have been getting a lot deeper, which honestly I think is a good thing. I, I've, I didn't really even intend for this to become like a, a, a deep self-help podcast, but fuck it. I mean, it's not, not a bad thing. So hey. this, is, this is great. I, I love that people are like comfortable. Com like, okay, I made the joke early about coming in and having your therapy session being aired. I'm glad that people are comfortable with doing that. It's, it's been a very positive experience for podcasts. I'd say on that note also, I mean, like, I feel like everybody in the sub knows way too much about everybody else. So it's yeah. like, eh, like they were going to learn this at some point or another. Like, yeah, who the fuck yeah. cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, thanks for that soapbox. We'll go ahead and move on to the draft segment today. Today we are drafting breakfast foods. And as usual, the spiel I always give I am representing Endrape on campus, which is a fantastic charity that uh, is dedicated to passing legislation to prevent sexual assault and provide resources to survivors of sexual assault. Uh, do you remember what you're representing today, Erica? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to represent uh, Brave Space Alliance. They are a black queer organization here in Chicago, um, also trans run, um, focused on basically providing support for like just the queer like individuals and communities and like underserved chicago communities uh specifically um like south and west sides uh where you know there's a lot of like income inequality and a lot of like racial discrimination uh the reason why i'm picking this is i figure like i'm already having a hard enough time being you know trans and also privileged and white so i can't imagine what it's like to have so many more things stacked against you uh so that's why i would really like to you know showcase them um, and, uh, even if I lose, which fuck you, I won't, um, you know, just shine a light and, you know, just on a really good organization that's doing amazing things and helping people get resources that they need. Yeah. And on top of that, a really cool name, which is, which is perfect. Makes it marketable for a podcast. Brave space. <laughs> 
Um, cool. As usual, my guest always gets the first overall pick. So, Erica, what are you? Where are you going? All right, first overall pick in the breakfast foods uh, draft. So I'm basically just going to go with like my favorites and whatever you knock off, then I'll you know just work from there. But uh, I'm gonna start a weekend classic, a hangover classic, you name it, biscuits and gravy. A diner classic. That's why I'm picking it. It is a diner classic on a Saturday morning, a Sunday morning. You want to eat a delicious, hearty meal with no bullshit, no frills, nothing. Just delicious carbs, salt, straight up. Yeah, I, I assumed that biscuits and gravy wasn't something that was going to follow me because it is such a such an all-star. This is... I don't know. Breakfast foods is one that's so subjective. I feel like there's not a very clear top few, so it's interesting to see how this is going to go. But yeah, being from the South, like I've never had biscuits and gravy that I've been like, oh yeah, this sucks, you know? So absolutely good. Great choice for number one. For my number one, um, I, I think there's a lot of people that might say that this is a little high because I feel like I don't see people talking about this as a breakfast food very often, but they should. And I again, maybe this is because of... Where I'm from, uh, where I'm not, I, where I was from in, in Texas wasn't super far from uh, like the southern border, and I was wa- raised in a very Hispanic area. And bro, I've just had some of the most incredible breakfast burritos, and I feel like maybe some people just it's all the same out here. So like, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I'm I'm going with that at my number one. Damn it, that's oh shit. All right, I uh, I might be uh might have to donate ten bucks to. Your your charity <laughs> after the first pick it's it's too late now. Ed, for number two, I'm gonna go. I've got my list pulled up here, and I'm like second guessing everything. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just gonna go with. Um, this might be a controversial pick, just based on the nature of the draft. But I'm gonna count it as a breakfast food. I'm gonna go with just a good old fashioned cup of coffee, and I'm not saying that because I'm a barista. Um, there are some. Let's be real. 90% of our days, we wake up, we don't give a shit about anything. We just want to have a cup of coffee. So my number two pick, I'm going to go with a cup of coffee. And that coffee can be, you know, whether it's, you know, just plain black, you know, you want to go, you know, get a latte, you know, whatever. Um, But that morning cup of joe, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I, I don't know how coffee has just become a running theme on this podcast, but I'm glad that it has been. <laughs> and I know it's been, it's been divisive, but I feel like most people are on the, the pro-coffee side, so that's a great great pick at number one. Or, sorry, at number two. For uh, my number two, there's so many so many different ways uh, that I can go with this, and I'm, I'm going to take uh, probably one of the riskier ones, because I know the, the thing about this is so I'm going to go with pancakes at my number two. And uh, if, you, if you're... Oh, okay, good, good. I picked the right one. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, if you're just really a diehard fan of this podcast and you just memorize everything you've heard every episode, you'll know that uh, I, I like... I'm a pancake guy over waffles and French toast. And the, the problem is, like, so people are so, like... Yeah, one of these is better than the others, and they they tend to trash them. Like we don't have to we we don't have to be that way, guys. They're they're all pretty good. I just feel like pancakes are the best, so I'm gonna go pancakes with my uh, with my number two. Fair enough. You also just knocked off uh, one of my top picks. Um, so once again, fuck you. Um, great. I'm gonna go with. Um, I feel like I'm cheating a little bit here. I'm gonna go with the bagel because you can go with a sandwich. You can go with just plain cream cheese. You know, blocks, 
onions, you know, um, I think it's a very versatile option. And uh, no matter how plain or how elaborate you are with it, you can use that as like the perfect base for anything. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's another one that's that's very versatile that like there's so much that you can do with it. And it's one that's uh, like, I don't know, so quick a lot of times. Like if, if I'm in, a, in the mornings and you're in a hurry, because it's a great thing, because I feel like a lot of times you don't have time to make a fucking breakfast burrito or biscuits and gravy like you have that there. So yeah, good pick at three. Right, right. I, I honestly am not as prepared for this one as I've, I've been in the past. I have a bunch of things on my board, but I didn't put them in order. So I'm just here kind of kind of fucking free ball in this draft. Let me go with um, <laughs> there's two here that I'm looking at that are kind of kind of similar to each other, and I don't know which one the thread's going to like more, and I just realized I don't need to think about that because that just, it doesn't matter what you guys like. What I like is I'm going to go with muffins at my number three. Oh, okay, okay. It's a little bit, yeah, I would, as per your reaction, like, I think it's a little bit of a surprising one, but, like, because I feel like people aren't, don't, like, like think about, when they're thinking about the top breakfast foods, muffins don't ever come up, but, like, as have you ever, or has anyone ever eaten a muffin that they just genuinely didn't enjoy? I don't think so. I think, uh, especially, like, I don't know, there's so many different kinds of muffins. If you find your muffin and you like it, there's there's not a lot like that, so I'm going with muffins. I respect it. I gently disagree, but I respect it. Okay. All right. For my, number, for my number four, I'm going to go for a boring one and a classic one. Sometimes you're just in a rush. You just got to, you know, you don't have time to, to make, you know, biscuits and gravy. You don't have time to make something elaborate. You don't have time to make a, you know, breakfast burrito. Sometimes you just got to throw a couple of slices of bread in the toaster, make some toast. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's more of a, a mundane, you know, like Monday through Friday pick. But the thing is, is that that breakfast is a majority of our week. And yeah, I think no, that we have to throw a little bit of respect on that, you know? Toast was on my board. I do think that toast is something that's like severely underrated because people say it's such a simple thing. But like literally, uh, quite literally, it's the bread and butter, I think, of, <laughs> of breakfast foods, you know? And I mean, there's nothing wrong with bread and or butter, butter and especially put together. Like, that's that's great. I think that's a good pick at four. Good value pick. You're just, you know, when you're in a rush, you know, it it works. And let's be real, every morning, we're all tired and we're, we're in a rush. So Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with, okay, I'll go with another in a rush one for four then, or keeping up with that theme. There, there's so many different kinds of, of this thing, but I'm just going to just generally throw out cereal as the number one. Respect. Right, and I was my number one, as I don't know why I said that as my fourth pick. I'm going to go with cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's another one that is versatile just because there's so many different kinds. And, like, um, to be honest, I feel like it's very rare that I eat cereal for breakfast. It's always at, like, fucking, like, 3 in the afternoon that I'm like, oh, man, I want a bowl of cereal right now. But, like, it all, always hits. So I'm going cereal. All right. For number five, my last pick. So when I was on my commute, I was, like, I thought of this and was like, oh, that'd be a funny joke. And then I thought more about it and I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm actually going to go with this. Like, it makes sense. If you've ever worked in any sort of customer-facing industry, you know that sometimes you don't want breakfast. You don't want, you know, anything fancy or anything. You want a fucking cigarette. You start your day with a smoke. And even though I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, I'm going to go ahead and say with my number five pick, the Breakfast of Champions for 
the people who have to put up with everybody else. Yeah, you know, surprisingly, cigarettes was not on my board, but I will, we'll go ahead and allow it. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely, you know, I get the appeal. I, I get it. It's kind of, I guess, similar to like what you're saying with coffee. You wake up, it's like, I don't want to fucking eat. I need, I need coffee. Like, I think it's probably the same, same thing there. So good pick with five. I remember, yeah, I, uh, I had a job where I had to wake up at uh, four in the morning to get there and uh, then commute practically like 45 minutes or an hour. And there was... I didn't want anything in the world. I was just like, fuck this, fuck everything, fuck you. My breakfast is a goddamn cigarette. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally do get that. Uh, that leaves me a lot of options at number five. I'm going to go ahead and, what, what I said earlier with muffins, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, draft, you know, what I think is best player available here. I'll team up muffins with donuts, even though I think oh, that they're, they're very similar thing. That was what I was I was stuck between because I didn't know which one you guys were gonna vibe with more. It was probably donuts to be completely honest. Um, Can I just start uh, like making the donation out now? Or <laughs> yeah, go ahead, just hit that link. <laughs> <laughs> you can find a past post and hit the link and send a donation in. Um, cool. So just reading off the draft board for everyone again. Erica went with biscuits and gravy, coffee, bagels, toast, and cigarettes. I went with breakfast burritos, pancakes, muffins, cereal, and donuts. Honestly, I don't know why I decided to make them all plural while I was writing them down in my notes, but they are. So <laughs> multiple of each one. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap up episode. So thank you guys all very much for listening. Erica, I always ask, is there any, any last, last words you have for the thread? Uh, I just want to do the, you know, it's kind of a generic, but uh, just a shout out to the, uh, the entire, you know, thread, the sub. Um, I've made a lot of like really, really cool friends. Uh, some of them I've, you know, kind of gotten to know kind of personally and um you know i'm not gonna like reveal names or like dox anybody but just you know people who have been like really really amazing and cool um and also it's an amazing place to just shit post with dipshits like me and mattis and you know the entire gang so uh just really uh thanks for listening and uh i hope that you don't think less of me after this episode um, I know that I hate the sound of my own voice, so I hope that you don't hate it quite as much. Um, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Thread is definitely a very special place, and I thank you guys all all for listening, and I will see you guys next week. I guess you're gonna miss the panty ray. Push me. I'm gonna just touch me. Till I can get my satisfaction. 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 Satisfaction.